0: There's another McDonald's, another uh, hot coffee spill.
1: Oh, another one. Well, this is going to get people up in arms already. I can.
0: tell. I know. I know. Well, it's so strange too because I mean there was so much drama um, about what the, the Stella Liebeck case, and then it seems like it's been a really long time, and now you know there's the the nuggets, there's the French fries, and now we've got another hot coffee. Um, this one though is uh, it was in a, in San Francisco. And it's an 85-year-old woman, and she was given the hot coffee. But her the issue was that the uh, employee did not get the the lid on, and so the lid came off, and and it spilled all over her.
1: Prioritizing profits. Prioritizing. Prioritizing. Dangerous
0: drug and product cases
1: back another episode prioritizing profits dangerous drug and product cases another week another show how are you feeling today how was uh this last weekend
0: feeling good feeling good um it was a um a busy weekend (laughs) oftentimes we just kind of kick back at the ranch and don't do too much but this weekend we um came into town for a big um Diamond gala for the Big Brother Big Sisters organization.
1: Diamond gala. That sounds very uh, bougie.
0: Well, so diamond gala is like like diamond anniversary. So that means sixty. So
1: is it a gal- gala like a diamond gala? Yeah. Like the Met gala. gala. Yeah. Okay. Gala. Yeah.
0: Okay. Gala. Gala. okay. Oh. I think I think you could. I think it's like potato potato.
1: I think it's I... gala. <laughs> the Met Gala. That's a pretty big event there.
0: All right. Well, it was a diamond gala. Mm-hmm. Yes, which basically means sixty years. So the organization has been, in effect, for, has been in existence for sixty years, which makes it, which makes me almost as old as it. We're,
1: wow. Well, and we're what uh, created in the same year? Apparently. What organization was this?
0: Big brothers, big sisters.
1: Big brothers, big sisters. What do they? What do they do?
0: So, what they do is they are they pair like um, adults with children who might need some additional guidance. And you know, I remember back um, when I first. Moved to Phoenix, I, w- I was interested in getting involved, and um, so they have like bigs and littles. It actually kind of reminds me of your fraternity yeah. stuff, right? So mm-hmm. then there's like the big brother, big sister, and so it's just an adult who maybe can guide the child. And, and a lot is I think I think back in the day there were a lot of um, families where there were not fathers in the homes, and so the boys would get like a big brother, a big brother who yeah. would kind of you know take that that parental role and take them out to do traditionally fatherly things like I don't know what fatherly things are baseball games (laughs) fishing camping
1: building stuff
0: yeah shooting guns dangerous shit yeah Yeah, fun stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah so and then they have big sisters also um, and so it's, it's, it's apparently real. I mean, I have not been that familiar with it over the years, but we were invited by a friend of ours, Scott Lehman, who's a big donor to yeah. that organization. It's a
1: hotshot down here in Tucson.
0: He is, he is definitely. And definitely a hotshot with, uh, with big brothers, big sisters. In fact, his name will be on their building. Crazy. So, yeah. So we were invited to, um, to attend with him. And there were a lot of you know, so there were the bigs and the littles got up and they talked about their relationships. And some of these kids, uh, I mean, it just sounds like it made, you know, a world of difference. Um, some adults who had gone through the program. So really, really great organization. So of course, we donated.
1: <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a great organization, I could imagine. Um, you know, growing up, I can't really imagine from obviously the female perspective, but f- for, for as a male, um, I can imagine being really difficult growing up without a fatherly figure in the household and being able to have an organization that kind of pairs you up with um, just a you know, role model almost, exactly. yeah, yeah. someone to hang out with and kind of show you the ropes. I think it would be uh, really beneficial and good for the community overall.
0: Yeah, it was great. Well, and then, of course, they had a silent auction, and I was bidding on an item for you. Oh. <laughs> which I did not win. Damn it. And I'm not even sure that you would have loved it that much, but it was kind of funny. I'd never see anything like it. It was it was in and out merch, but it was some pretty good stuff. Well, first of all, it was like a gift card for, a, I don't even know how much it was, but a fair number of meals.
1: Yeah, big. That, I mean, that would have gotten value right there. Yeah,
0: that would have totally gotten value. Um, and then there was like a, a gym bag. There's all these just in and out things. And I thought, all right, that might be a good one. I'll get that. And put that under the tree for you. But the the bidding got crazy. And I don't know when it was like up at 200 bucks. I was like, I don't know that he's gonna like it that much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That would would have been killer. I'm a big In-N-Out fan. uh, As you know, know. (laughs) on the way down as well as back to Phoenix, I always stop at In-N-Out, grab a burger or two. It's just quick. It's easy. The customer service is fantastic and just high quality fast food. Uh, And almost, you know, you almost forget that it's fast food because it's so fresh and good.
0: Okay. Yeah, commercial for, for In and Out. <laughs> yeah. I mean in and They should just give us free merch for, for Honestly, talking about them as often as we do.
1: In and out and QT. Those are my go to uh best places to stop if you're on a road trip for sure. Um but that sounds like a great event, uh beneficial for the Tucson community. Scott Lehman, like you said, he's a he's a hot shot in the community, hot shot for that organization, having his name on a building. That's always something I wanted to uh I wanted to have, I mean, that's just sick, you know, I know it costs a lot of money and like I donate quite a bit, but I mean, I think it would be so cool to drive around town and be like, oh, hey, there's, there's the showered building. Well, I guess, I guess we kind of already have (laughs) I I think like, about it. Well,
0: the funny thing is uh, the, the last two offices that uh, that we had, um, the one back, the one on Campbell, they had like no limitations on how big your sign could be on the building. And so mm-hmm. it was huge. I um, yeah. remember that one. It was humongous. And so it kind of looked like the shower building. And then even the last one, it was a pretty decent size. And the way that it was placed like right in the center, it kind of looked like the shower <laughs> law building. I mean, I didn't own it, but we rented a decent amount of space in there over the years.
1: That's shocking. It's not, there's no limitations because there's, Several other businesses in that building, and you do think one of them would be like, "Hey, like, can I get a, can I get an extra few feet here or there? Can I need?"
0: Well, they did actually. After we came up with this humongous sign, it was a physical therapy yeah, uh, that ATI. was right next, right. And so all of a sudden, their sign got bigger. I guess they were, you know, there usually are limitations on the building, and it has to be very classy, and you know, whatever the yeah. parameters are. But for some reason, that one on Campbell, they were just like, "Whatever you want, put it up as big as you want." And so we're like, "Okay, yeah,
1: cash it in." It
0: was that was pretty huge yeah
1: yeah. So. Well, that sounds like a good weekend. And it was a silent auction, as well as, was it like um a, when I think of a gala, I think of like dancing, dinner. Yeah,
0: all of that. The dinner, dresses, the dancing, fancy that. dresses. And then, of course, you know, they do the thing where, you know, you have to, you know, wear these little light up wands, which Peter ended up sticking in his nose. Classic. Have a picture of that. We'll have good to, old Pete. Yeah. You, know. <laughs> <laughs> you can dress them up, but you can't really take them <laughs> <out> <laughs> at your own risk. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, everybody you know if you contribute 5000 a thousand 250 you know, the whole a whole 9 yards so they raised I think I I don't remember the number but it was a, it was a really good sum of money that they raised
1: That's good so, that's awesome yeah, and yeah. 60 years I mean that's a lot of time that's yeah. a lot of um lives i'm sure that they've affected and um, improved as well as I'm sure it's good for the big brothers and big sisters too. I mean, I think having, um, it adds a little bit more responsibility and I think on a day-to-day basis, you got to think, oh, well, I'm a role model for someone. So I got to kind of step it up here and there.
0: Well, and especially if somebody doesn't have children of their own, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of nice to be able to have children on, you know, once a week as opposed to 24 seven, which could be a lot. Yeah. But, uh. It was, it was definitely a good event. It was interesting, too, because we started out at the ranch, and we had to go to the dump in the morning. And so I was like, wow, the morning at the dump and the evening all glammed up. At glammed
1: a, up and ready to a, roll. At, at a gala. Yeah. Wow, it sounds like a fantastic weekend.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me about yours. What's been happening uh, up north?
1: Not much, not much. Honestly, the weekends kind of blend in a little bit. I always... Um, I don't know, I feel like the weekend, I'm in the weekend, I'm like, this feels great, I love this, good vibes, this is a good time, and then the weekend ends, and then I kind of forget what we did. Um, We tried a new brunch spot at Fashion Square called Moxie. Uh, Christina had driven past it a few times and said it looked fantastic. We went in there, and it was fantastic. Oh. It, looked, it, was, it looked great. The atmosphere was fantastic. We sat outside, which, thank God, it was uh, not terribly uncomfortably hot.
0: Yeah, oh, we're getting there. Yeah. Finally.
1: Um, had a few drinks. We usually like to do mimosas on Saturday. This place didn't have bottomless, unfortunately, so we didn't really get to cash in on big value. But we did get a bottle Shared that, um, and then just kind of hung out for the, for the rest of the day. Uh, just you know slept in just classic weekend vibes, but looking forward to the week this week's been going pretty well and uh, excited for the show.
0: All right, yes, That's we're a, always excited for the show.
1: always, always <laughs> it's, a, it's a highlight of the week. Um, let's hop into it. Are there any um, updates on cases?
0: You know, no significant updates on any of the pending cases. Um, I mean, I guess the only thing that I will say is, of course, I and mean, this is kind of like beating a dead horse at this point, which is a terrible saying, and we would never beat any horse <laughs> dead or alive. But, um, you know, the, the hernia mesh trial is coming up next month, so that's kind of the, the big deal. I think everybody's kind of anxious about that because, yeah. of course, uh, the more trials that happen, the more likely we are to get to that settlement and then once the settlement happens, basically it's, it the the opportunity to get involved in the global settlement shuts down. So always um, just a reminder.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's interesting too that I mean we've had up t- updates on cases every show so far, and we're well into the twenties I think at this point, um, which is kind of surprising because for cases like this that take years and years to play out, you wouldn't expect there to be weekly updates on these cases, especially no. as as clients. Like you don't hear any oh, of good Lord, this no. um, yeah. and it'd be a and it'd and rightfully so right I mean you don't want to be spamming them you don't want to be overwhelming (laughs) it and it really doesn't uh, affect them in the moment it's just at the end of the line then you know they get to hear kind of the accumulation of all of these things Um, but yeah with the hernia mesh I mean that's something that it feels like it's building up to and then once those cases start to really kick off then everything's going to get crazy and there's going to be a lot of updates
0: yeah yeah and I mean in this case I mean again it's, it's, a, it's a good one. Um, we're very optimistic about it and if that comes out with you know of a, a really high verdict, I think that's going to um, really move things along. so yeah I mean it could happen anytime um, but I think we are getting ready to, to see that one close out.
1: So since we don't have any updates on cases, I guess we can go right into uh, current cases that we're handling.
0: Yeah, so what I thought I would talk about there were a couple of cases in the news that involved premises liability or basically lawsuits against Property owners um, for injuries that happen on their premises, yeah. and people usually refer to them as slip and falls or trip and fall cases. So I thought what we would do is talk about. Um, there's a lot of misinformation about those and mm-hmm. misunderstanding about what what can, you know what is and isn't a case. Um, so I thought that was an interesting topic. Um, and there's been a couple couple big cases in the news involving um, weird ones. Well, actually, one is it was rather traditional. One involves a, a A traditional um, slip and fall on a on a property, and this one uh, happened at an IHOP. Oh, so uh, yeah, high risk there well actually I was thinking is when I saw ihop I thought oh my gosh my experience with ihop or it, it is one of two I mean it's not something that I would just normally go to either back in, in my wild partying days it was the middle of the night yeah after the bar you go and you eat pancakes
1: fantastic
0: hoping that you're not going to be hung over the next morning somehow that's going to help and and then yeah. plus that whatever your diet's out the window I mean you know you eat the bacon the pancakes extra you're syrup. starving
1: at that point point. it's a fantastic way to end the night and you get something in your stomach so like you said you can avoid a hangover if possible.
0: Yeah, or in theory, that was the, that was the plan. So either that or then when you were young it was mm-hmm. one of those restaurants that is very kid friendly and there was always there are always things that you would eat. So really that's the only times I've ever been to Ihap. I mean I can't think of like just as an adult just well, hey, let's meet for lunch at IHOP. In
1: Tucson, which it's gotten a lot better recently, but especially back when I was in high school. I mean, Tucson just closes at 10 o'clock. Like oh. if you want to get any semi-decent food that's not like filibertos, which I am adamantly against. I think it's disgusting and just super greasy. But I mean, I'm a I'm a full-blood Mexican over here, okay? And i
0: are <laughs> half-blood. <but> half,
1: <laughs> I'm a half-blood Mexican <laughs> over here, all right? Um, I'm not a big fan of those kind of late-night Mexican spots. So if you're actually looking for anything where – not, you don't even have to sit down, but just – Good food. There's yeah. not many places in Tucson that are open late, but IHOP is one that is, uh, I think there's a few 24 hour ones, but those would be oh, up yeah. to like one. I think one. they're
0: all 24 hours. Yeah.
1: Obviously. Yeah. So that would be one in, in high school that we would go to all the time. There's one right down the road. And like you said, I mean, you go there and there's always something you can eat. You know, you don't even got to be a kid. If you're just <laughs> a, a hungry adult, you can find something, pancakes, eggs and bacon, breakfast burrito, French toast. They got it all. Um, so I'm a big fan. I think the quality. He's definitely gone down uh, recently over over the years, but uh, still still a big fan of them.
0: All right. Well, I think we just did a commercial now for IHOP as well, um, wow. and and actually they might need the help because they ended up with a uh, verdict of eight million dollars against oh them for God. a slip and fall that happened in Florida, and a woman was leaving and she was stepping down um, on the step and twisted her ankle fell and it was like a horrendous i mean it, people break their ankles but this was like a really horrendous mm. fracture apparently the worst kind of fracture that you can have and uh, i probably can't um pronounce it but it looks like tri or tri uh, or oh yeah
1: yeah yeah no i've, I've you've heard, of,
0: heard it. of this no, no you have heard not heard. <laughs> i'm like you're so full of shit there's just absolutely no anyway but it involved breaking all three of the ankle bones uh distal fibula Medial and posterior malleolus. Yeah. Anyway, horrible, horrible um, injury, and she was in a wheelchair for a while. She can't climb stairs. She has ongoing, uh, and she's like I think 41 or something. She's Man. not an not an older woman, and she um, it, it has to use a cane basically Jeez. forever. I mean, it's just never going to com- completely heal up. Yeah. So she filed a lawsuit, went to jury trial, eight million, a little bit over eight million dollar verdict. And the issue there was that the step was six inches deep, and building codes require that they be a minimum depth of 10 inches.
1: Well, and was she, well, well I didn't know that there's so many specifications on stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But
1: uh, was she was she a larger lady? Because you said she wasn't old. And, I mean, I've, I've tripped and fell on stairs. I mean, I think that a lot of people have and twist their ankles and I know fractures. But for something of this serious, you know, magnitude um, and not being elderly, was, was she of larger size and that kind of contributed to kind of these serious damages? Well,
0: I, I have absolutely no idea what her weight was was but I suspect that but I, I would it sounds a little not so woke on your part here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's, I think it's, it's a genuine Well, I don't question. know that That's heavy
0: it. people fall more oh. like
1: <laughs> No, but I think the damage, like the, the pains oh. and injuries, if you do fall, uh, are going to be a lot more severe.
0: Well, maybe, but I think if you just, if you twist your ankle in the right way, um, Fair. I don't think it necessarily depends on how much how much you weigh. So I don't know if that was a factor at all that wasn't reported um, in the story or in the news. I uh, haven't seen a photograph of her, but again, just. It's a horrendous horrendous injury and uh, the jury found, and, and there are building codes that require, I mean, there, and I didn't know this actually until I became an attorney and started handling some of these cases, but mm-hmm. they have like human factors experts and there's all kinds of codes for, you know, how stairs are, how steep they can be, how, the depth, um, you know, what when you have to have a handrail and when you don't. Wow. Um, yeah. And so so they violate, it wasn't violation of the building codes. And so I'm sure that's that's uh, why they found in her favor. And then the yeah. damages were just Really huge. I'm
1: sure. I mean if there's already a violation of, of building code, I mean that's already kind of a nail in the coffin. Yeah, that's there.
0: pretty much per se per se. Um, and you know, and the, and they can all oh, you can always argue comparative fault and that the person somehow contributed. Yeah. And so of course what I was thinking, again, my only experience with IHOP, um prior to having you was uh, I was probably drunk and yeah. <laughs> I mean but that was not a, that was not a factor in this case I mean maybe
1: they uh, do mimosas been... in the morning shit I could be in that same <laughs> same the same wheelchair there I don't
0: think IHOP has bottomless mimosas <sighs> oh,
1: if they did I... oh, you
0: would be a regular for I'd sure kill yeah, I'd yeah. kill yeah. it yeah yeah so but that wasn't a factor but it, you know anything along those lines could have could could be and you know one of the arguments always in the cases too is you know where are you paying attention where were you looking that sort of thing yeah. um, and I think that goes to you know I used to always have people say, "Oh, you know oh I, I fell at Walmart and of course if I fall there, I can make a claim. Well, no, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but people really do think that if just because you're at a particular store, if you fall, if you get hurt, it's automatically their fault. And it's not, you have to prove negligence. You have to prove that there was a, a dangerous condition that they didn't keep it safe. Um,
1: well, I always see on TV too, or like in, in TV shows where it's you know, obviously very dramatized where you know there'll be um, water on the ground or something was spilt and then they have to put out those yellow things, right? To let you know that you gotta be careful. Um, and someone like secretly hides it and puts it around the corner and then walks over and slips and falls. And there's sometimes I'm walking in QT and I see, Oh wow there's a slip here or there's there's water here right and there's yeah. no no sign I'm like what if I just you know oops and- and would I have a case if there was a situation like that where there's you know water on the ground? Because I mean, I guess it, does that count as, as negligence?
0: Well, it depends. So if the if if the business itself caused the problem, like for mm. example, I had a case years ago where they were loading the um, the ice chest or the ice, you know, the, the big, those big cases where they have to the, keep the ice inside, mm-hmm. and they there was ice melting, and yeah. they actually created that condition. So then they're responsible. But if some some, some other customer is walking down the aisle mm-hmm. and they knock something over or they spill something so then the, the store may or may not know about it. Uh. So then the question is, should they have known about it? Like how long was it there? Yeah. You know, And you can argue, oh, well there were all of these tracks through it, dirty, it looked like it had been there wh- for a while. Or if somebody notified them and say, hey, there's a spill in aisle 6 and then they're like, oh, anything. we'll get to it, we'll get to it yeah. and then somebody falls until they get to it. So it has to be, you know, they have they have to uh, inspect on a, re- a re- reasonable frequency and so one of the things we used to always get in discovery was they would have sweep logs and one of the jobs just like you know how they have like the logs in the bathroom and you know every 30 minutes or whatever it is the employee has to clean and they sign off on it yeah but that being said, a lot of times we would get these and people, you know, they'd sign, you know, 15 times <laughs> <laughs> when, when they hadn't even.
1: Yeah. Know, I mean, on a day to day basis, right? You're there every single day. And, and after five years, there's no problems. And you do it every hour on the hour, yeah. you get a little.
0: You get a you little get a, yeah, day. you can get a, get a little messy with that. So, so that would be their proof as well. We, we go through every 20 minutes or every half hour. Yeah. So clearly this happened in between. We didn't cause it. We mm-hmm. didn't know about it. If they do know about it, then they have to warn. So that's when you would go and you would put up the signs, caution, and then clean it up as quickly as you can. So again, it has to, they have to to know about the condition and not warn about it Mm -hmm. um, to to find them at fault. Otherwise, if somebody spills something and you were right behind them and you slip and fall on it, they didn't do anything wrong. They had no control over that. That makes sense.
1: Actually, the ice story kind of reminds me of a story that my my buddy told me. I don't want to get too far off topic here, but he was a bar back in Old Town in Scottsdale. And, um, you know, on Saturday, Friday nights. I mean, it is body to body in there, and it is blaring music. You can't hear the person next to you. Chaos is unfolding. Um, And so, you know, you got to fill up the, the ice buckets for where they make the drinks, but the ice is in the back. So... The bar backs have to go all the way in the back. They get a big old uh, barrel filled up with ice and then have to go through this entire club of dancing drunk people, mm-hmm. blaring music, carrying it. You know, he, he said he carried it on his shoulder because you can't really carry it any other right, way right. with that many people. Um, and there's one time where he had it on his shoulder. He's walking up and there and the bars, you know, you usually swoop under it and you can't like pull it up or anything like that. And he was trying to like take it off his shoulder and put it down on the, on the counter and it fell back and you have no leverage when you're holding it up like that and it fell back an entire I mean this was like pounds like 5 to 10 pounds of ice just scattered all across the entire floor everywhere and he turns around and I mean the panic that I I can only (laughs) imagine right like there are hundreds of people yeah hundreds of people everyone's dancing jumping up and down drunk and you just see this ice everywhere and he said there was this guy that owned you know had gotten a table and he was like standing on the table dancing and some guy told him like, "Hey, get down from there!" And he jumped off the table <gasps> and landed on the ice. And just it wasn't even like he he landed. It was just like as, as soon yeah as soon as he his feet touched the ice, slid right out from under him, and he slammed the back of his head on uh. the table. And like the lights turned on and like he apparently he was like really injured. Um, And the guy, you know, he he was sent home and my buddy was sent home and the manager told him that he was okay. But I guess after a week, the guy that had gotten injured was like throwing a really big fit about it. And so they had to fire him because, you know, if there was a lawsuit or anything, they couldn't say it was like to protect them, essentially, the guy that caused this.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be on the hook. It was their employee who did this. But I mean, clearly it was an accident. It wasn't some intentional thing. I mean, I don't think they had to fire him. But, um, but, but yeah, but that's exactly the type of situation. Um, Once it happens, then you're going to have to do everything you can to clean it up and to warn about it. But in a nightclub like that, I mean, (laughs) I'm surprised that they turned on the lights and all, but I guess once the guy. Oh, I mean, apparently
1: it was like he slammed it. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: but, but but yeah, I mean, so if an employee creates the dangerous condition, again, unintentionally, it doesn't matter. But that employee, you know, in theory, negligently created that condition. Yeah. So then they would be on the hook. So that would, pro- that would be a pretty valid, pretty valid lawsuit.
1: And these are the type of cases that I imagine people always kind of um, scoff at almost, right? Like they think, oh, this guy's just trying to get a quick paycheck or something like that. Is that, is that a reasonable kind of assumption that people have? or um, stigma, I guess, for these cases?
0: Well, I think that, you know, any type of situation, somebody could try to abuse the system. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a lot harder to do that these days. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. um, And so, you know, the odds of you getting caught are pretty high. Um, but yeah, I mean, any kind of case, I mean, people do that in car accidents too. I mean, they're not hurting. Like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm in pain because yeah. they want to make, you know, they want, want to be compensated. And that really does hurt the other people who are honestly injured as a result, mm-hmm. you know, of these, these types of situations. But there are some, you know, I mean, over the years I've had a, a bunch of, 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 uh, these types of cases, premise cases. I've also turned down way more than I've kept. Again, people would come in and they'd be like, well, I fell there. Well, what did you fall on? Well, I don't know. Well, how, you don't even know what it was, how long it was there. I have no idea.
1: I'm not a clumsy person. If I fell, there was something there, I don't know what it was, but there was something funky going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but we've had cases, um, gosh, we had some, uh, there were a few against car wash facilities, which again, and and if you notice, if you go to the car wash, they have like very specific walkways where they tell you, you know, walk here while you're waiting to get your car. Yeah. Um, Because again, it's, there's soap, there's water, it's going to be slippery. Unavoidable Um, too. I
1: mean, it's not like you can clean that up consistently. I mean, there's just soap and water everywhere. It's getting thrown around.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we had one case with pretty serious injuries where the manager had said, you know, oh, come here, come over this way, and had guided them into an entirely different area, right? Basically through the sudsy water. Right into a slippery area. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of cases like parking lots where either there's not. Um, there it's, it's uneven. There's not adequate lighting Yeah,
1: like potholes in the parking lot when you're walking and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That need to get repaired or again, lighting or, or a warning sign. If there's like a big, big dip or something, you can put a sign out, um, painting sometimes. So I'll put like the bright yellow paint, Mm -hmm. um, something to, to warn people about, um, there was, gosh, one of the. This they've changed this over the years, but it used to be like in the checkout lines at the grocery stores. You now all the candies and the magazines and everything, they used to have these like metal prongs that kind of stuck out of like kind of a. It wasn't it wasn't corkboard, but it was they had like little holes in it, and the metal things would stick out, and then you would hang items from them I don't know if that sounds familiar
1: yeah I mean I know like in aisles there'll be yeah. stuff like that but that doesn't stick out to where you're like walking I mean there's like a good distance from the walk path to where it's like actually
0: yeah but so in, in in the the checkout lanes because it's it's close quarters and there was just this I mean it seems like it happened a lot but kids would get their eyes poked <sighs> because it was like right at that height yeah um and so that's totally been changed but those kinds of things again it, sh- it shouldn't be like a sharp metal prong sticking out they yeah. Got something you know softer on it um, we've talked about, um, like, amusement parks and pools. Those mm-hmm. would be premise cases. Again, you know, having adequate... Pools,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, water parks. I mean, yeah. I, like, everyone's running around, oh, soaking wet, water's dripping everywhere. I mean, uh, the likelihood of slipping and falling is, is pretty high there.
0: Well, and at the pools, too, you think... Yeah, I mean, and they always usually have signs about, you know, not don't run. And then yeah. um, so to a certain extent, you know that it potentially would be slippery. But depending on, you know, what the material is, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it, they... Have these? Uh, there's a certain coefficient of friction that's. Yeah. <laughs> you no, <know>, I always <laughs> has knew. Has to be mad again. One of these code. things. The
1: sidewalks would be like super prickly, and be like, "This is awful." They know I'm going to be walking barefoot. Why would they do this to me? Oh, this is so terribly uncomfortable, but it's to yeah. not slip. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. But with the pools, it's more like the the supervision, mm. you know, providing lifeguards, that sort of thing, so that people aren't aren't drowning. Um, dog bites. Those are oftentimes premise cases. If you're at somebody's home, the homeowners of it would would, uh, would be on the hook for that. So
1: so premise in that premise essentially just means like premises, right? Like, right, like right. on the premises. So but dog bite cases, a lot of the times I feel like those are when people are out walking their dogs.
0: True. Yeah, that that can be too.
1: But so that wouldn't be a premise case.
0: Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, if it's on the property, it would technically be a premises case. Yeah. Although um, the dog bite cases usually are covered under homeowners
1: Mm. policies. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a lot of these cases and a lot of them, you know, some of them are very valid. I'm sure a lot of them are very valid. Uh, but I, I I do think you know this seems like kind of like you said if there's a way to manipulate it or abuse the system there are going to be people out there. Well, that there are going to be people,
0: yeah. But I mean, there's you, know, you have to there's ways to weed them out, a yeah. lot of them. And certainly, attorneys are not going to take cases if they think that that's the case because mm-hmm. it's not going to do them any favors.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this IHOP case sounds so awful too. And fractures, I always think are so interesting because it's not a broken bone; it's like the bone actually being fractured, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it sounds like in this one, like it is worse than a broken ankle. It, if if it, these injuries are lot, so long lasting, I'm going to be on the cane for the rest of her life. And yeah. um, that's a pretty big payout as well. Eight million dollars, I think you said.
0: Well, apparently she's she's disabled. She yeah, can't work and, sense. you know, a relatively young woman. And again, when you're breaking um, a joint as opposed to, Oof, you know, say, uh, like, you know, just a, a femur or something like that, you um, that has to move all the time it's more problematic
1: already like you said it was against um, the city building regulations for the stairs
0: well there were violated violated yeah 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 yeah. and that was an ihop should have corrected that and i'm sure Mm -hmm. they will correct it now
1: i guess they'll don't be needing all the help they can get i guess i might do a a weekend trip see if they might have uh, revised (laughs) their menu add some bottomless in there
0: yeah Um, so, um, well, another case that was in the news, and this is a more unique premises case, and also kind of goes to one of your favorites, which is fast food restaurants. Although what? I don't know that Jack in the Box is high for no, you. No, know, no, it's no. pretty
1: low. It's pretty low. Although I do have a lot of friends that that swear by it. They got the the munch box or whatever, <laughs> the munchy <laughs> box, I think, um, for like late night munchies. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of my smoker friends, they think yeah, I swear by it. It's a fantastic deal five for five, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I think the quality is a little low. They do have fantastic curly fries.
0: Actually, this whole thing revolves around curly fries.
1: There you go. They're just that good. They are that good. Oh, well,
0: they're so good. <laughs> so this case involved in Texas, you know, the wild and woolly Texas, of course, where, mm. where our friend Fernando uh, resides. And, but, so this happened in, in Houston. And this couple, we were going through the drive-thru, at a Jack in the Box, the husband had just picked up the wife and his daughter at the airport, uh, hungry. Want to go through? They order a um, what did they call it? a combo meal, mm-hmm. and then a, dis- a disagreement ensues. Yeah. So they say, "Wait a minute, we did not get our curly fries," oh. and so a huge argument.
1: I would start an argument over that.
0: Well, it was a pretty big argument, and the employee then whips out a gun and starts shooting at the family. <laughs>
1: Jesus Christ! Right. I mean the fact that the the employees strapped up at work <laughs> is impressive. Let that alone.
0: I mean, maybe in Houston near the airport, this is a necessary thing. I, I mean, don't know.
1: I, I don't. To be fair, I don't really blame them. Jack in the Box isn't the most upskill establishment, and they are 24 <laughs> hours. So I'm sure you get some uh, sus sus individuals coming there late at night.
0: But here's the other thing. This idiot employee there's there's a video you can actually go online you can google it and there's a video showing her shooting at the people out oh there
1: so she does she just, just pull goes, it out at, yeah. at the drive-through sure yeah
0: and starts shooting out the window oh
1: my god you want curly fries we'll take this pop
0: Pretty much, and I don't know if he ever even got the curly fries. But, oh no! But they sure. had to like you know zoom off, and and I guess she she was arrested, of course. It's um, a
1: she too. Wow.
0: Yeah, it's it's a she. Um, and I, and I can't pronounce her name is Alania Fantasia Ford. Hmm.
1: So, uh, what what do the injuries look like here? All right, what did anyone die? I mean, it's a full family in there, and at that close range. I would imagine someone was hit. There was it had to be pretty bad.
0: Actually, luckily not. Um, as soon as she started firing, they they took off. Um, but but actually, the wife was pregnant too. So it was a six year old daughter, um, the husband and wife, and the pregnant wife. So it's like a miracle. I mean, this could have been so much worse. Uh, but of course, she was arrested. Um, I guess she took some plea and was. Uh, I think by the time this case, by the time this case was filed, she was already released. Released.
1: Um, I mean, it doesn't. That's that's isn't know, that attempted really murder seems... or like assault with a deadly weapon? I mean, you're yeah. shooting at a car full of a car. Full of a family, along with a pregnant woman, close range, the odds of you hitting and killing someone are incredibly high. How do you yeah, just get it's off of
0: it? like at one. She's a shitty shot, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the hell? She couldn't, like. Uh,
1: well, that's why she's working at Jack and Box, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, I know. She was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon uh, and then pled guilty to a lesser charge of deadly conduct.
1: Deadly? How? That's so insane to me.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and she's out again. I'm presumably not working at Jack yeah. in the Box. So they sued Jack in the Box for, you know, f- well, for one thing, uh, letting employees have have a, a gun at work. I mean, yeah. what the hell?
1: Uh, yeah, that's insane to me. I get anxious I mean, when I worked at PF Chang's way back in the day, I would get anxious having my phone in my pocket. I thought I was going to get yelled at, let alone strapped up with it, <laughs> with a, with a gun.
0: Yeah, it's not well. And and initially, they denied fault and said that they were not legally responsible for third parties, like. This one, like Ford. their
1: employee that right. they hired and are paying and are
0: screen and has it, yeah, yeah. So, but, but this is going forward. Um, oh, yeah, it says her sentence was one year deferred adjudication, which she completed in June. I mean, that's just nuts. So, I think, I mean, the bigger issue here, quite frankly, is the whole criminal, <laughs> the end of criminal things, system. I'm really troubled by this that yeah. you can, like, have a job at Jack in the Box, start shooting at customers over curly fries. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there was some, you know,
1: they might see her at McDonald's next week. No. <laughs>
0: You <laughs> might just
1: go to a new establishment.
0: She's probably putting those hot fries out extra boiling hot intentionally to
1: try to exactly burn people. She, See yeah. <laughs> She's the one making those McNuggets and those uh
0: and those, those fries that are yep. burning the crap out of people. Yeah. So, so again, that's a, a, a premises case, um, potentially against, against Jack in the Box for the behavior of employees. And a lot of these cases do involve, um, you know, actions of the employees yeah. or negligence of the employees, like your, like your ice guy, of course.
1: Well, and then I always – not always, but I have seen videos of um, – you know, not only just fast food workers, but Walmart workers, you know, just, just everyone, especially in these, these businesses where they don't get treated very well. You know, they're, they're just being, people are being very rude to them and then they're having a bad day and then they just, a fight breaks out. And uh, between the customer as well as the employee, Um, And I would assume that also counts as a premises case because, I mean, you're responding, you're representing the the business, the company as an employee.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's an employee in the course and scope of their employment who has has done this, then they're going to be on the hook. Yeah. Yeah.
1: so uh, th- that is playing out. It's been. It went to court, and Jack in the Box said that they're not responsible for third parties. But it seems like the court is is taking the side of the family here and saying, well, you are paying them to be on your grounds. Uh, they are an employee by you, and you allowed them to have a gun in your <laughs> your business. Uh, so so it is going to kind of continue. yeah
0: yeah. So I I, I think they're going to end up having to pay on that. Um, You know, but speaking of the whole employees and and weapons, I mean, a lot of these cases that you'll see will be against uh, bars, nightclubs, where people get, maybe two two customers get into fights. Um, But then there are cases where these bouncers have weapons that yeah. they, should, they should not have, again. And then if somebody gets shot, that's potentially on the part of the the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the the club owner. And then, you know, like the mass shooting cases, again, a lot of times those cases are against the bar saying that you had inadequate security, you yeah. didn't screen people coming in, and your negligence is what allowed this situation to to occur. So that also would be, um, again, a premise
1: type Yeah, case. that's interesting. I don't even think about that because when I go to a mill, and I haven't to a mill in a while while. Um, and things have changed a lot. But there's some bars on mill that when you go in, they make you lift up your shirt so they can see your waistline, ah. um, which I always thought was like, I mean, geez, where am I coming? Where am I going? You know, this is this is a ASU called party <laughs> town here. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm in the depths of Texas at a dive bar or something. But it does make sense at a lot of these larger establishments, especially with the shootings that you mentioned that have been going on in um, recent times for, for there to be a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. Being more cautious about right.
0: it. Well, and if you think about it, like concerts, and you know they have all this clear bag policy now. Yeah. Although I was never sure if that was weapons or alcohol that they were trying or to. Or
1: drugs. To I always thought it was drugs. drugs. Yeah. But I mean, and they make you go through, they, they look at your purse when you go inside, even if you don't have a clear bag that you got to look in it. Right. Um, but a lot of time I think it is more for guns because when I see people look into the purses, it's not like they're going through small pockets, right? They're just quick oh, yeah. opening up, well, looking in.
0: And even, it's usually a clear bag, but then there's like a size, like five by seven that's yeah. allowable. So that size, you could cram some drugs in there, but you're not going to cram, a decent-sized weapon in there. Yeah. But I always thought, you know, I mean, and I I actually have a really nice clear bag now because I used to have just like this crappy clear bag because usually it was like going to like a football game or something along those lines. And then it's been a couple of years now, but I was going to the opera Mm. and they said next time you know we're, we're instituting this clear bag policy I'm like oh my god how many shooters go to like it's a high risk spot opera Yeah. so I had to get like a really nice stylish bag that is clear for a lot of vigilantes out at
1: operas <laughs> uh, and you gotta be fashionable with it too if they're gonna make you have a clear bag you're gonna look good having one
0: well that's my that's my policy absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
1: they have their policies we got ours
0: <laughs> but I mean it's like you know and I'm like the youngest person in, in line there these people yeah. are like 70s and 80s and, and I'm like holy shit!
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and at the end of the day, I mean, I guess it is for the, for the greater good, right? Um, making sure everyone's safe and that none of these these terrible events happen.
0: Well, and like the big concerts and things like that. Yeah. I get that. Tho- I mean? Those are There's
1: definitely that, yeah, a little more reasonable, yeah, yeah. and I think especially with. Um, you know, a lot of the, like you said, music concerts or like festivals or whatnot, no, yeah. yeah, where people are camping out. I mean, they got there's, – there's hundreds, thousands of people there for days and days, yeah. hungover, drunk, out of it. No one's being super aware or anything like that.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, you can't prevent everything, but, you, you know, you have to take reasonable measures to yeah. ensure that the people who are attending your event – Are going to be safe, and so that's what the law is
1: really about, right? Is taking reasonable measures.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's always you know was was that reasonable under the circumstances? And then there are some. There's guidance like with building codes or or law, state laws, and you know that 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 may be really specific. But what are they? Are is what they're doing reasonable or Mm -hmm. not? Could they have prevented this? Would it have been reasonable for them to have done so?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, this Jack in the Box case seems pretty. Isn't
0: that nuts? I was just. I mean, I I guess I, I never. I thought I would risk my life for curly fries. I guess, or the guess the you haven't had or.
1: Jack in the Box curly fries quite yet then. I
0: haven't in a long time. I'm telling you, all of these things. I don't. I just, I, I don't, I mean, my, my fast food time was basically when you were younger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Before>. <laughs> so it's
0: probably okay. I mean, if we're traveling every once in a while. Um, and, and Peter now, you know, he like he likes to listen to what what you like. So he did try Chipotle recently. Oh yeah, yeah, because you talk about that all the time. So he finally got that.
1: What do you think? Um,
0: he liked it. Yeah. He liked
1: did it. he get a burrito? Are breedable. Oh, you know, he did text me. He texted me. He said, "Hey, oh. I'm going to Chipotle today. What should I get?" Oh, okay. And I, I think I missed the text or something. I was like, "Barbacoa is great." And he's like, "Yeah, I got the Barbacoa oh, uh, salad bowl." And, I was, and he was like, "How was it?" And he's like, "Oh, it's good."
0: Oh, good. Okay. I was thinking. I don't think he even think he told me, but at least he shared that with you. Um, but yeah, we'll stop um, every once in a while at Chick fil A or In oh, and Oh, yeah, yeah. But then again, we've tried to stop it in and out, and like the line so long, we're not patient. It goes
1: fast. It goes really fast. We're not um, fast
0: enough for Peter. If we're on the road,
1: yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, some, it definitely looks pretty overwhelming at times, but that's why I like them is because even when it is long, um, they're, they're quick about it compared to like McDonald's. You know, those those will take They
0: got to get time. those fries extra hot.
1: They got to get the fries extra shot hot. You know, there's a high demand for it. They're cooking them up. They're, they're sending them out as soon as they're done.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> well,
1: that's an interesting one. What, uh, what other interesting cases have been going on? Any well, more fast food ones?
0: Well, yeah, there's another McDonald's, another uh, hot coffee spill.
1: Oh, another one. Well, this is going to get people up in arms already, I can
0: tell. I know, I know. Well, it's so strange, too, because, I mean, there was so much drama um, about with the, the Stella Liebig case. And then it seems like it's been a really long time. And now, you know, there's the the nuggets, there's the french fries, and now we've got another hot coffee. Um, this one, though, is uh, it was in, a, in San Francisco. And it's an 85-year-old woman, and she was given the hot coffee. But her the issue was that the uh, employee did not get the the lid on, oh, and God. so the lid came off, and, and it spilled all over yeah, her. So geez. I mean, you know, again, arguable, you know, you need to make sure you get those that that, that lid on because yeah. it's a hot, you know, it's a hot beverage. We know it's hot. We yeah. know that it can burn you.
1: And they fill it up to the brim. I mean, you're, they're they're trying you get to your give money's it, for it. <laughs> yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. So again, very serious burns. Um, but that's back in the news, and uh, you know, like I said, kind of following on the heels of the nugget and the French fries, McDonald's is is fighting them off, whack a mole.
1: Yeah, I mean that's back to back. That's another one, and I think especially when it comes to um, elder elderly women, elderly men, whatever it is, uh, they, they, their skin's really sensitive, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
0: really? I, or, 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 or is my skin more sensitive? Well, I, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know, I always imagine like when maybe my, more delicate, more delicate, more fragile, delicate, right? Because I I'm pretty sure this is a thing, right? Like, I hear they get cuts very easily or like rashes, yeah. and they just have very delicate skin. And um, with hot coffee, I mean, I could imagine that would be awful. And in that that case, seems a little bit more straightforward, where it is kind of the employee's negligence there, not putting on the lid carefully enough on a hot beverage.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that happen. I mean, the only the drive-through I go to is Starbucks, and I'm, yeah. I'm back to doing that again. Oh, me too. I was, I was off for a while, but me too. man, I'm telling you, their their oat milk lattes, it's
1: fantastic. I love oat milk. I I was against it at first. I was just terrified. Okay. I was (laughs) terrified. terrified. This is a little dramatic. Uh, Oat milk, almond milk, all of those things just had a terrible connotation in my head, you know, icky, healthy, gross. But then I tried it finally, oat milk, vanilla latte, iced. Fantastic. I like it better than normal milk now.
0: Yeah. Well, I I definitely do. And it's, it's kinder to my stomach,
1: so. Uh, But I I have had that where someone will hand me a cup and the lid is on, but you know, they're, they're kind of flimsy cups, they're paper, they're plastic. And when you squeeze it, sometimes you squeeze it and it just pops the lid off. Uh But it's always with like soda. If it was something hot, it would kind of, that would, that would scare me a little bit more. Well,
0: I think the hot ones are, it's a little bit bit thicker. Yeah. Yeah. And, but every single time they say, do you want the spill guard?
1: Oh, at, at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that that's for the the mouthpiece. That's not going to stop anything from if the lid comes off.
0: True, true. But, I mean, it's still extra super-duper protection. Yeah, they're the end, they're doing their,
1: even, their their, their, their um, due diligence due there, diligence, they, exactly. Yeah, they're very
0: safe. haven't had any issues with Starbucks. Yeah. And like I said, I give them plenty of options pretty much <laughs> every day. They have a chance to burn the crap out of me, and they yeah. haven't done it yet.
1: They got a lot of opportunities to <laughs> they do have you a lot wrong, of and they haven't <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> well they're they're doing better than McDonald's. Um that's that's interesting there's another one in there. They're beginning it back to back. I'm wondering if there's going to be some type of widespread kind of change in their day-to-day or their expectations of, among employees, bees. I mean, it, it with, with I mean, I think this is three in the last like two to three months. We're almost on a one a month period here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I should say yes, we do have updates. We have the McDonald's update. Yeah. Like, we can pretty much do that every yeah, and week. And
1: people always love hearing about it too. It's well,
0: like, I love hearing about it. They get just so worked up and angry mm-hmm. and. Oh uh, yeah, lots and lots and lots of comments on those.
1: Every, everyone has their opinions, and we we welcome all opinions—good, oh, yeah. bad, positive, negative, whatever it is—we we, we welcome it. Uh, um, that's interesting. A lot of, I mean, a lot of fast food cases. There is there anything outside of fast food going not fast
0: on? Food. Yeah, um, this one was really interesting. Um, I, I I mean, just a totally I I, I would not have imagined this lawsuit, um, but I guess it is a possibility. We'll see how this goes. It is a lawsuit against Google, against uh, Google Maps. Mm-hmm. And what happened is a man was driving, it was dark, it was rainy, and he used Google Maps to get, get his directions home and yeah. it told him to go over this bridge. Well, the bridge had collapsed and he drove off of it and went into this creek and drowned and died and this happened in 2022 the bridge had collapsed in 2013
1: oh my god okay all right well that
0: You're, are you liking this yeah
1: this is well this changes it. if it was like oh the day of or the you know the week before now, that would be a little more this is almost 10 years after the bridge has collapsed and google maps still has people directing people over it
0: and not only that, but there had been I guess there is uh, an option where you can can uh, respond to Google Maps and tell them that there's a, there, there's a problem and that they need to reroute.
1: Oh yeah, um, they also do that with uh, cops and speed meters where you can report them and it will tell other people that go through that area.
0: Yeah. And so um, I guess there had been indica- there, there had been multiple complaints and trying to oh, suggest an edit. So they have a suggest and edit feature Mm -hmm. and people had suggested that and made notes, um, let's see multiple people in the neighborhood had told them you know this is this bridge is down it's not a valid route you need to reroute people and they had not done it
1: mm-hmm. so well, i mean and they are pretty fast about it i mean i know with car crashes for example right they are in in the moment as soon as a car crash happens or soon after and when it's cleaned up that you, you can tell on the maps um and I don't know if this is funny but there is a Office episode that is almost like oddly familiar to this really? where yeah My- Michael's driving to um, some sales meeting or something like that and the whole episode's about anti technology and and technology kind of taking their jobs whatever it may be and he's he's listening to a maps program and it tells him to take a right and he takes a right and he's slowly going and it and it clearly goes and it's like a boat ramp where people back up and let their boats off so it just goes into a lake and <laughs> no Dwight's way. with him and he's like you're not supposed to go and he's like she's telling me to go and he just keeps slowly going driving into the lake and and Dwight's yelling at him and he's oh. like well it's telling me to go and he literally drives his entire rental car into the lake and then at the end of the episode he's like well this is where technology gets you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. You flood
1: your car. And wow! Ruin it.
0: Wow! Yeah, I've haven't haven't seen that, um, but you know, and, and I guess it feels like it's kind of overwhelming that how can they possibly be up to date on you know every possible route, every damaged road. That's every... their job, though. Well, right, and I guess so. They, so that's the other side of it too, because yes, it is, and I mean how. I mean, all of these computer programs and how many mm-hmm. thousands and hundreds of thousands of people do they have working. And then I always see like those little vans driving around wow. that are doing like the GPS
1: Uh, well, and then they almost push you to do it too, because like, for example, whenever I leave here, it knows that my phone knows at certain times when I get in the car, it'll recommend me, Oh, here's how long until your destination. It'll tell me, you know, two hours to Phoenix as soon as I get my car at the same time every week. Uh, so it, it almost pushes you to use that app, uh, whenever you can to get anywhere you need to go.
0: Yeah. Well, I even you know, and this makes Peter a little bit crazy when we're traveling. But even if we know exactly where we're going, I'll still put the directions in because it'll tell you.
1: That if... drive me crazy.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, but here's the thing. Here's the good thing. It'll tell you. Um, it'll reroute you if there's an accident. It'll yeah. tell you if there's a speed trap. Um, it'll warn you about these things. Yeah. And I think when we were coming back from Flagstaff, we you know we were warned ahead of time about this big traffic you know, traffic, I think it was an accident. I didn't even know what was going on. But, I mean, it was a big holdup. So it is handy to have for, for, you know. I wonder
1: if, I mean, when this guy was going over the bridge, it it would be shocking to me if it was, uh, if it had collapsed and there was no signs, there was no you know blockage because right there has to be some type of blockage, whether it's cones or something, to stop him and tell him no. But he was just looking at the map, you know, continue driving. He sees all these cones. He's like, well, these, you know, I just good to go. <laughs>
0: well, and 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 this is a little bit unique because uh, there it was not in a like a city maintained road. It was in private property, like in a oh, development. Yeah. So so there and there weren't any warning. Signs up, and it was dark and it was raining. It was like eleven p.m., and he's trying to get home. So it mm-hmm. seems like a lot of things kind of came together to make this like the yeah. worst case, uh, worst case situation. That um, it's interesting to to think that that you know Google Maps may be responsible. Um, you know, what is the standard here? You know, we'll have to see what see what happens.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this this case happened a while ago, right? It was 2020, 2021,
0: 2022,
1: 2022. OK, so not that long ago. Are there developments going on now? Because I mean, this this bridge has been collapsed since 2013. The The crash happened in 2022. Um, and it sounds like things are playing out a little bit more now where they're, you know, obviously suing Google and Google Maps. Um, you know, how is it looking? Has Google gave a response on it Yeah. You
0: no. Know, so the reason it's in the news was that the case just got it was just filed on Tuesday, but the accident happened back in 2022. So, of course, before the lawsuit gets filed, there's lots of investigation and mm. probably attempts to resolve the case and <clears throat> maybe settle it. So the lawsuit was just filed and that was newsworthy. And, um, and and it is, I mean, that's not something I would necessarily have thought yeah. of, but again, I haven't had a situation like that. I mean, if you you know, had somebody come in and say, Hey, he was following these and here's what happened, yeah. you know?
1: And, and I mean, that just adds a ton of responsibility on Google too, where they're directing so many people and they have so many routes. I mean, it, it's insane. It's insane how many things you can look up on Google maps and get to, uh, sometimes, you know, you'll be driving out in the middle of the desert and you're like, how the hell do they know of this dirt road out in the middle of nowhere? Mm-hmm. No clue, but um, now with this case, it's the idea of wherever they direct you, whatever path you take, they are kind of held responsible on the hook. If uh, the, you know, it's not that's not what's there, if that's not the case, if that's not the right path, if something happens and you don't need to be on that road, whatever it may yeah. be.
0: Well, and they they may not be held responsible, and it may be one of these things, again, where did they have reason to know, Mm -hmm. and the argument here is that they did have reason to know that multiple people who had lived in the area had submitted these comments that this is, you know, the bridge is down and, you know, reroute. Um, and so, so in, within a period of time where they could have changed, they, you know, they could have changed the route. I mean, it seems
1: like it because I mean, shit, you, you, you report a speed cop on the highway (laughs) and within five minutes is going to be on there reminding everyone behind you that it's there this bridge collapse in 2013, crash happened in 2022. I'm pretty confident there is some uh, neighbors <laughs> yeah, that they reported have put it. Yeah, some,
0: could something in their algorithm to switch that out. Well, and and, and there was evidence that the neighbors had, yeah. that, that, that individuals in that area had reported it, definitely. Yeah,
1: and, and I think it's going to be, um, it's, it's going to be interesting how this plays out with such a large corporation like Google. I mean, right. they are a powerhouse and everywhere, right? They got their, their toe dipped in just about every pool of, um, you know, commodities and products across the board. Uh, So, so it's going to, it's going to be interesting seeing how that they deal with it and if there is going to be a payout or if there's going to, um, how it's going to look in court.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be something along the lines of, you know, now to use it, you're agreeing. Yeah. (laughs) That you'll you know look at sign and your sure, life away. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some some waivers and warnings that terms and usage into. exactly. So we'll, we'll see about that. But anyway, interesting and just got filed, so we'll see see what happens with that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we are kind of coming a little bit to a close here. Do you want to go through any more interesting interesting cases, or is there any other topics that you want to spend a little bit more time on or, or touch
0: on? Well, I think you know we we didn't get to questions and comments last time, so I thought maybe we could spend a little bit of time on that because there's yeah. a couple of things that have been super active on our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which is uh, the issue of the, the the 3M that we've been talking about, and yeah. people getting super frustrated. We've had just call after call after call on there saying, "Why can't I participate? Why didn't I know about this?" Um, we ha- and and Danny was just saying that 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 a few people were saying, "Well, yeah, I did. I saw the commercials, but I didn't know if that was a scam. I didn't know. You know, it's it's it seemed kind of off. I didn't yeah. didn't know." Um, how was I supposed to know if that was accurate or not? And I think you know w- there is a lot of lawyer advertising. Some people love it. Well, lots of people hate it. Yeah. Um, and you know it can be it can be annoying. I get that. Um, but that being said, in these types of cases, oftentimes that's the only way that people find out about a particular problem. Yeah. Um, with the the drugs and devices, you know, it, 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 with a car accident, if somebody's in a car accident, almost everybody knows that they can they can file a complaint. They can get compensated for their injuries. They can find an attorney. Um, but with these drugs, if you don't see a commercial, you may not know that this medication you're taking is a problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was in the news. Maybe it was very briefly in the news. Maybe it wasn't even in the news. And so um, so, so to that extent, the advertising um, really does get that information out to potential claimants. Um, some of them are a little more hokey people some people might say offensive than others <laughs> but um, you know but but if you see an ad and it's talking about a particular medication that you've taken um, or a product that you've used like with these earplugs um, you know you can do your you can do your own research your due diligence yeah. um, with respect to like a particular attorney well first of all you can just Google just and, and find out if it's if a there real is, problem yeah if it's a real problem um, and then you can always find um, you can always find you know a competent good attorney. Uh, one of the options is contacting your state bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you see an advertisement by an attorney, you can go just go online and search for that attorney and ensure yeah. that yes, that is an attorney licensed in that state. That is their area of practice. Um, you know, so you can see if there's complaints against them. The whole so thing if you arts. look up
1: an attorney's name, all it, all that stuff's going to pop up. I mean, there's, if they are a licensed attorney, it's a real deal. If you put in their name, something's going to come up, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, and in, in different different state bars may provide different information, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, Anna, I can tell you in Arizona, I mean, yes, you're going to find out, you know, their address, uh, that they are licensed, how long they've been licensed. Um, they'll have their listed areas of practice. Um, and and You can find out if there's, you know, complaints against them. So, so you can check that out if you're looking at at a particular attorney's ad. you know, and and, the, and of course you can. Well, actually, with with the state bar of Arizona, you can put in a p- particular problem, and there's a there's a whole section that's find yeah. a lawyer that it can help you find somebody who does practice in that area. So 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 there's things that you can you know that you can do. Um, I understand though, because I mean we do get you know crazy call. You know there are crazy situations out there, and you got to watch out for scams and giving information. Um, yeah, I mean, anybody.
1: especially current day. I mean, I go, I can't go on my email a single day without seeing you know five to ten different scam emails coming out. Um, and it's better safe than sorry in general when it comes to this type of stuff, is you don't want to put your information into an unfamiliar yeah, uh, place and you don't want to kind of put yourself at risk for this type of stuff. Uh, but at the same time, you know, these cases they are they're they're big news in the way that if you look it up, you're going to be able to find resources no matter what. But they're not big enough news to where you're not going to turn on Channel 4 every night and see an update on 3M earplugs. Unless somehow Showered Law Firm gets onto Channel 4, <laughs> you won't be seeing these updates. Yeah. Um, and, and it's also something where, you know, it might be a little bit scary, or I guess, you know, add hesitation if you see a bunch of law firms advertising for it and you don't know who's the real deal and who's not. But also keep in mind, too, is that These companies that are being sued that have these problems—they're not—they don't want it to be known. They don't want this word to be out and everyone to be finding out about it. And they're not going to come out there and say, "Hey, guys, we messed up. Let us pay you a few thousand, (laughs) tens, thousands of dollars for our mess up." The only people that are going to be doing that is the attorneys. And 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 I think we talked about kind of the the benefits of attorney advertising in one of our previous episodes of just getting the word out to know so people know you know how they've been done wrong and how they can collect and claim on that damages and on those uh, injuries, whatever they may be. Um, but yeah, I mean, like doing your own research, just looking it up because it's, if, if it is a scam, then it's going to be, really hard if not impossible to find resources on it but for example these 3ms i'm sure in the last year if you looked up 3m earplugs one of the first links are going to be talking about the injuries and the issues and the lawsuits coming out about it and once you know that it's a real problem then you can look up for you know a local attorney that you may be familiar with you saw on tv Mm -hmm. or look up showered law firm because (laughs) (laughs) we're probably handling it and if we're not we can send you to the right place
0: pretty much pretty much yeah so so that so that that's just you know again it, it's very frustrating and we and we certainly understand that um you know
1: it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it, the the only way to really know for sure if something's not a scam is going to the Barb website. But I think that can be really overwhelming and, and kind of scary, I guess, for some people that just aren't familiar with law and a lot with injuries and all this type of stuff. Um, so I think, like you said, that's kind of the best place to do it because you'll be able to see if there are cases there. And if there is, you kind of get a find my lawyer, um, you know, set up there if you, if you yeah. want. But other than that, it, it almost is a little bit of personal responsibility of putting that a little extra extra time in to make sure it is a real problem and that there are attorneys, ha- attorneys handling it. Uh, because I know, you know, for me, if I type in attorneys and Google Maps, speaking of Google Maps, uh. you're going to get a lot of law firms around the area. And I'm and I'm sure, you know, any personal injury attorney that you talk to, they're going to be in touch with what what's going on, what cases are ongoing, and you can just ask them and see what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you can, you can speak with different attorneys and interview attorneys once you confirm that it is a, a yeah. viable uh, case out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, these big cases, um, you know, they are, they're federal lawsuits. Um, you will be able to find them online. You will see, you, you can probably get some updates on there and, uh, and get connected with, with somebody to help you.
1: And these ones specifically too, I mean, obviously not car crashes, but like mass tort personal injury type cases aren't cases that are need to be um, handled by in-state attorneys. We've gone over yeah. this a bunch of times, right. right? Like anyone in the country can be handling this, and this is why um, it's it's beneficial for there to be attorneys because there's and for this rule to exist is because there's so many victims across the entire country, and and they're all you know filing their cases from different states with different requirements and different restrictions and everything ongoing, and so putting them all into this same group is beneficial for for both parties. Absolutely, um, much more
0: efficient. Yeah.
1: Efficient. So that's why you can really reach out to anyone especially
0: especially us especially us (laughs) yeah yeah so so that was that was a big big issue the other thing that's really kind of been blowing up on social media is back to the kratom
1: yeah oh yeah
0: yeah, and and so and it, you know it's interesting because there's a lot of people who are really, really pissed off and feel like we're saying you know that nobody should be doing this and it's been help it oh if it's helped me so much and I take it every day and bloody bloody blah, blah and you know good on you if you want to do that you know it's it, that's your decision yeah. um, but with anything you want to know what the risks are and then you can make a decision whether or not you want to accept the risks. Mm-hmm. So what we're wanting what we're trying to do here is just let people know that there are potential risks and one of the really big risks with. This this product is that since it's not regulated, you might buy the exact same brand every single week Mm -hmm. for years and years and years, but that doesn't mean that the potency is going to be exactly the same. And so you could conceivably take too much. Um, Again, it's up to you. It's not illegal. Um, you know if you want to take the risk take the risk just understand um, that, that that there are potential risks with it um, and the fact that one person has taken it for multiple years and hasn't had a problem does not mean yeah. that other people haven't died as a result and in fact we've had a couple of people reach out and some real arguments on on the page too <laughs> with people saying this is the greatest thing ever and person saying this you know it's killed, it killed my relative um, and an argument back and forth and and the reality is that 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 both are accurate yeah um, it it may be helping one person Um, and it, it, but it is addictive, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there were, I think there were some comments about, you know, well, chocolate's addictive too, and chocolate can kill you if you eat too much of it. And I don't know if that's accurate or not. I mean, I might be willing to try (laughs) to test that. (laughs) That might be a risk I'm willing to take. Um, but, but again, it's important for people to understand that, you know, you might think this is just like some drug that is well-regulated and that, you know, that if you take the same thing, that it's always going to have the same effects on you. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's not the, Situation here, and 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 again, I'm, we're not giving any opinions, really, one way or the other, about whether you should take it. What we're telling you is, you know, what 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 some of the problems are that have have occurred. Yeah. Um, but again, some people do say it's a wonderful thing, particularly if they're trying to detox off of off of opioids. Yeah. Um, so you know, talk to your doctor. Use at your own risk.
1: Well, it's interesting. It kind of reminds me of almost like the cigarette argument, where it's like, oh, well, I've smoked for fifty years and I haven't had a single issue. And, you know, how could it? How can this cause these problems? Which, you know, like you said, some people can. Everyone's different, and every case is completely unique. Some people can be having issues, and some people uh, cannot have any issues at all. And and whether or not it's beneficial for you, or if it isn't, you know, that isn't for us to say. It really comes down to like the regulation of it. And I think that is a really important note to make is that um, with other products, for example, if you go to the grocery store and you buy, you know, chicken breast, you know, it's chicken breast, it's going to be chicken. It's just the way it is. It's, it's regulated. There's, there's ways to make sure of it compared (laughs) to products like this, where if you buy Kratom, especially with how many different brands there are and how little oversight it is, you don't know the dosages. You don't know if it has what it says it has in there. There's no, there's no oversight there. And so whether or not it's right or wrong isn't necessarily for us to say it's just to be cautious that you know there aren't there isn't anyone overlooking this and saying this is what it is, and this is the amount that's in it for sure a hundred percent because it can change, and no one would know better except for the organization or the mm-hmm. business itself
0: right and and I mean there have been cases as we talked about in the earlier episode where people have died and they have not had other uh, other drugs or or anything yeah. else in their system that it was definitely that active ingredient mm-hmm. um, toxicity and so you know some people have had really bad outcomes and yeah. there's no there's, there's no we, we're not going to argue about that I mean I guess <laughs> we are going to argue well, I'm not going to argue about that you guys can argue about it on the page if you yeah. want to but well, we're just reporting the news and and, and, a, and a bit of a warning just you know
1: Keep an eye on. and be understand,
0: under, understand what you're doing. Understand that there's risks. And again, yes, everything has risks. Driving yeah. has risks. Walking down the street has risks. We get that. But we all get to decide what risks we want to take. And it's better that we understand what those risks are so that we can make an educated, informed decision about whether or not we want to do that. And if we know the risk and we take it and something bad happens, okay.
1: Uh, I also think it's funny, like the argument, <laughs> you know, chocolate <laughs> is addictive and can kill you if you have too much of it. I, I think it's just, it's a silly argument because like, Yes, of course. There's a lot of addictive substances in our current day culture and Uh, If you have anything too much, if you drink too much water, you could die from it as well. That doesn't mean that everything under the sun, just if if it's addictive, you know, it's okay because everything's addictive. No, there's levels to everything. (laughs) And obviously there's ways to, you know, have healthy amounts of certain things and kind of be cautious of it and be aware of it without going to these absolute extremes of, you know, everything's addictive. So everything should be legal. And then vice versa on the other side is like, nothing can be addictive uh, or everything's addictive. Don't do anything you know there's 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 some gray there's some middle area here um, <laughs> yeah
0: well that's that's what social media is for the extremes and boy do we know. get them
1: one 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 uh, comment that i did see that i was curious about is because we talked about how it acts on the opiate receptors mm-hmm. um but a lot of people were saying it isn't an opiate and so so is it do you know is that kind of the case there where it isn't an opiate but it does still kind of affect the same receptors
0: yeah i mean it acts as an yeah. opiate yeah
1: okay yeah because i know you know there are a lot of drugs out there for example like antidepressants antidepressants Depressants, where they will act on your serotonin receptors Mm -hmm. and whatnot but they're very different than for example painkillers which also act on your uh serotonin receptors and vice versa because there's um you know different substances out there but they can act on the same aspects of your body and of your mind yeah
0: well and it's interesting too because a lot of these like with the ssris and all i mean they don't really even know how it works why it works yeah yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot unknown when it comes to mm-hmm. how our how our brains work.
1: Well, and all those, you know, they've even with studies being done, mm-hmm. with being studies, a lot of oversight and a lot of money going into it. Uh, with kratom, there doesn't seem to have been as many studies. Uh, I know there was someone that linked about 16 different uh, studies on our Facebook page, as well as our YouTube page. And I'm pretty sure they looked up for any other social media we have to throw them on there. Uh, but even if they're being studies, it's just not as researched. Oh, as some and of who,
0: who did the studies, who financed the studies? Yeah. Too, so.
1: Oh, I did look up too, because I know last time you, you I said, marijuana was a schedule one drug and you were surprised by it, that's 100% true. It is schedule one. It is still federally illegal and it is still in the highest um, like illegal s- uh, status of narcotics, of drugs. Um, but, you know, like I said in that episode, it goes back to the dare days of them targeting specific demographics and spe- st- specific groups of people um, with, with these laws and, and restrictions.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and now certain states are ours included. Legalizing legalized. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I
1: know. And it's all, and then all of this kind of comes together in these, this same, um, I don't know, philosophical arguments of substances and addiction and it helping some people, but, uh, you know, not helping others or, or, or hurting even in some situations, other people. Um, but that's just the thing. Every case is unique and, and it's hard to say what's right and what's wrong. And that's definitely not what we're doing here. We're just trying to put in information and put in facts for you yeah. guys.
0: Well you know it's interesting they're talking about the marijuana and I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, so I will make it quick, but the, the once it has once it was legalized, I mean now it is regulated. Yeah. And so now you you can rely more on getting a consistent product, a consistent potency Um, Whereas if they're buying it illegally, um, you know, who knows? Again, you know, you bought it from the same guy (laughs) on the same street corner, um, you know, this time, and it affected you differently than it did last week. Mm. Um, And that's a little bit similar with kratom. I mean, it's not illegal, but again, it's not regulated. So we don't know the potency, and there's just, there's not that that kind of safety measure. And one of the things, when things are heavily regulated, like now marijuana is, um, it does provide a certain amount. of of protection um, that wasn't there before.
1: Yeah, and, and, um, and on that same kind of note, there was a massive issue before marijuana was legalized and kind of in that process is where these dab pens, these these carts, uh, they're causing terrible problems and they're killing some people even because it's essentially, you know, liquid. Um, I, I don't know the specific terminology of it, um, but they're, they're pens and they have liquid in them and you hit them like a vape pen essentially. Um, but when they were coming off the streets, a lot of people were just putting random stuff in it.
0: You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it's exactly.
1: like a very sticky oilish type of thing. And so they were cutting it with different substances. And so people were having serious health mm-hmm. issues. Um, and I think even some people died, but that is, doesn't mean that carts or that, you know, specific type of, of way of smoking is bad. It's just with that regulation came the, the lack of, you know, fear of that happening.
0: Well, it came yeah. with, yeah, certain protections safety, that you didn't, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. it wasn't going to be cut with some deadly stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Interesting topic. We could probably go on for a long time, we but could. we won't and God knows that would really get people all riled up.
1: All riled up. I no.
0: well, <laughs> like riled up.
1: <laughs> we we are at an end here. Is there any kind of closing out statements, any closing out topics you wanna you wanna touch on?
0: Um I don't think so. Hopefully we'll have some more updates next week. Uh yeah. some, some some things happening in the cases.
1: Yeah, a little little dry in updates uh this week, but that's okay because we covered all the bases with uh interesting cases in the news. Um you know, going over premises liability, we had a lot of the um, just interesting cases in the news, a lot of fast food going on. <laughs> it's a
0: big topic. Okay. We could have a whole, sub- whole, 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 uh, show just on fast food.
1: Maybe. Big topic, uh, yeah. along with the, the Google drama and I'm sure we'll be getting some updates down the road there, but I think that is it for us at prioritizing profits. Thank you everyone for tuning in and hanging out with us for another week, another show. I I had a fantastic time. It was good vibes, good topics. Hope everyone enjoyed it as well. And tune in on next week. Same time, same day, Wednesday. Uh, I don't know what time Fernie usually puts it out on.
0: Wednesday morning.
1: Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Um, And if you want to follow us on all of our social medias, that would be greatly appreciated. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We got it all. YouTube. And uh, throw in a comment, throw in a question. If you have any questions, any concerns, please let us know. If you have a personal story that you want to share you want us to cover go ahead and throw it down in the comments as well and if it's something a little too personal you don't want to throw it out on social media quite yet but you have some questions on it you can always email us podcast at showered and we will uh, touch on it if you'd like us to or if you're just looking for some feedback or some some questions answered you can also give us a call we got danny at the front desk she's been absolutely killing it and she's a absolute she's a a great time to talk to you know (laughs) if you got any questions definitely give us a call but that being said i hope you all have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time
0: see you next week
1: prioritizing profits prioritizing prioritizing, dangerous
0: drug and product cases